Hello everyone and welcome to Friends Till the End, your one-stop shop for all things Friends as we go through the entire season episode by episode and give our expert opinions upon them. I'm Michael and I'm joined by my amigo para sempre, Elizabeth. Hey Elizabeth. Hey Michael. How are you doing? Great, how are you? I'm doing very well today. We are taking it as casual as you like. We usually re- record this in our in our office with a big TV, having just watched the episode. But it's a Sunday. It's a lazy Sunday. We're watching. We've watched the episode in bed. We're recording this episode from our bed with a line of pillows down the bed. Of course, strictly platonic. Got to got to keep it professional. Of course. We have just watched season one, episode ten of Friends. It's the one with the monkey, which first was aired on NBC on December 15th, 1994. The the year of 1994 is swiftly coming to an end, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And in the spirit of our usual higher or lower game, do you think this episode did better than the previous episode, the one where Underdog gets away, the Thanksgiving special, which did 23.1 million? Uh, do you think this episode did higher or lower? Well, I was originally going to say higher because I thought it might have been around the time of New Year since the episode takes place around New Year's. But I don't think, because you said it aired on December 15th, I, I think lower. Lower? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a drop, 19.9 million. Yes. So still doing pretty darn well. But it did, you, you'll notice there was almost a month, a few weeks hiatus in between our last show. It was November 17th, the last episode. Oh, so, why is that? I don't know. I think they do just kind of take a little a little break every now and again hmm. on NBC. You know, I think with spe- Thanksgiving would have been on the, the week after. So there probably would have been a special there. And then, yeah, who knows? But... Uh, yeah, so we've jumped ahead a few weeks anyway. We open, possibly for the first time, I can't remember, I'd have to check my notes, but we're in Monica and Rachel's apartment for the opener. Mm-hmm. And Ross has a surprise for everyone. Yes, he does. He's got a new buddy. A furry buddy. A furry buddy. He introduces us to Marcel the monkey, who has uh, come to live with Ross. <laughs> What a a sad sack, huh? Now, I think we've been quite hard on Ross for our first 10 episodes. Uh, I'm going to try and turn over a new leaf because I understand we've got listeners who are are big fans of Ross uh, and big fans of the work of David Schwimmer, old Schwim Sauce. So I think I I am going to try and and take it easy on the guy. I'm I'm not saying you have to. I won't. I'm going to try and cut the voice some slack. He's got himself a monkey. Do, Do you enjoy the addition of Marcel the monkey? I feel kind of bad for him. I always think about those animal actors. Like, do they have rights? Are they treated well off screen? You know what I mean? Well, I think, you know, he's probably treated better than most. Do you, you think? think? Well, he's not. It's not like. It's not like he has to do anything other than be a monkey in Friends. It's not like they're. They're getting him to like put on a like a waistcoat and pretend to be their butler or something like that. He I mean, is... do you think that he spent time with David Schwimmer to be able to <laughs> like honestly? So the bond is there. So that way, when he has him on his shoulders and on his head, he stays with him because he feels safe with him. I don't know. No, probably not. They probably just put like a little bit of food on David Schwimmer's shoulder so he'll sit there for the time. Aww. I don't think they need to bond because I think as we explore in this episode. Um, that they're not really getting on. Marcel doesn't seem to like... <laughs> Marcel seems to be in your camp where he just doesn't like Ross very much. He's just cooler than him. <laughs> everyone wants to be around him. He's like his cool younger brother that everyone wants to hang out with. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that was kind of the big introduction. Uh, Ross got a monkey through 
what was it? Someone he works with rescued him, or or something like that. Something like the that. the why is not important. All you need to know is there's a monkey now. How crazy! A capuchin, I think. A capuchin, yes, absolutely. Uh, the same type of monkey I've seen from the the classic film of about this time as well. Monkey business. You remember that movie? It's about a young girl who gets a monkey, and then I don't know, craziness I don't, occurs. I don't remember that at all. Okay. Is it the girl from uh, Harriet the Spy? Any no, uh, well, you mean from like not the girl from Matilda and um, Mrs. Doubtfire? No, no, from Harriet the Spy. I don't know. I think it's per. I I think it might actually be Thora Birch from Hocus Pocus. Isn't that the girl from Harriet? The Spy? <laughs> All right, we're gonna have to check this. Bear with us, everyone. Okay, so welcome back from that little interlude. We discovered many, many things from that. Um, <laughs> it turns out the movie was actually called Monkey Trouble, not Monkey Business, which makes sense because it's a little girl and not a businessman that gets the monkey. Um, <laughs> it was indeed Thora Birch who plays her from Hocus Pocus, but she was not in Harriet the Spy. That was Michelle Trachtenberg. Trachtenberg? Trachtenberg, who, of course, people will know from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And Gossip Girl. And Gossip Girl. And Criminal Minds. We'll, we'll put away our IMDb page and, and move on. Where were we? Um, Something about Ross. <laughs> yeah, Capuchin Monkey. Can you have a pet monkey? I don't think so. I think you need to have some sort of permit requirements or, you know, say if you're a veterinarian or some sort of rescue right. person. But then... you couldn't, like, apart from the fact that they're probably very expensive, one just can't have a pet monkey. No, I think right? there's some health Violations, especially if you live in an apartment complex. This is our weekly challenge to our listeners at Friends Pod. Uh, if you can please tweet us if you're allowed to have a monkey uh, as a pet, or a, specifically a capuchin monkey, mm-hmm. I think. So anyway, that kind of kicks off um, Ross. There's there, not really only one sort of individual storyline to the whole thing this week. There was only you know the, all the group were kind of lumped into to one overarching storyline. Uh, apart from Phoebe. Phoebe kind of had something of her own going on. Yeah, she did. Look at her. Look at Phoebe. She's got her own storyline. Oh my god. You <laughs> liked her in this episode. Look, this retrospective is really opening my eyes. I, I am enjoying the work of Phoebe a lot more than I ever used to. Yay. Uh, so after the opening credits, we are in Central Perk. Phoebe has the guitar, the microphone stand is set up. She's, she's going to sing us a few songs. Pretty much her opening line, like someone asks her if she's ready to perform and she says, yeah, I've got 12 songs about my mum's suicide and one song about uh, a, a snowman, which is pretty, I don't know, I laughed at that an awful lot. I thought it was pretty good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, and Phoebe, then she, doesn't she proceed to go and she strikes a chord and you think it's going to be about the snowman because she has her little Santa jingle bells with her and then she just goes on talking about her mother's ashes and finding her in the kitchen <laughs> yeah. and it was bleak. it's pretty dark pretty dark right yeah and she was going on and on and on and people seemed extremely bored yeah and this is it again the friends being pretty unsympathetic to an actual real life problem like well it seems once like- again they're not there for her when she needs like this is a cry for help. This is not a, a performance. This is not like a little con- a gig for her. This is a cry for help. Well, I think a lot of artists express their grief through their work. True. But at the same time, they weren't being sympathetic. They didn't mention it. But Phoebe didn't make it seem like it was mentionable. It could have been. It could have happened, you know, when she was three years old or something. I think it did happen when they were young. Yeah, so it seems like 
she was just being like, oh, yeah, but my mother's suicide. So, assumingly, they would have talked about it before and not just like, wait a minute, your mom commits suicide? Mm. You know, I don't think she just threw it out there frivolously like that. Fair enough. Do you think that Phoebe is a good singer? No. No? No. But I... And she isn't, but she's putting it on, right? Do you think, do you think Lisa Kudrow, so. the actress, is kind of putting that on? Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like she could sing better than that if she tried. She's, like, almost trying to put some sort of, like hipster twang to it yeah i think she that's part of her character it was like the sort of modern i think everyone was singing like that in the 90s it's the equivalent <laughs> to like now how every female singer has to have like 30 seconds of wailing and warbling in their songs <laughs> yeah exactly just like that exactly like that so she she kind of puts that on quite well um she's not much of a musician either she kind of plays the guitar and, and does some jingle bells but her her performance is interrupted there's two Two nerds sitting at one of the, the <laughs> high top tables having a, a loud conversation, and Phoebe is having none of it. No. How dare these people come into a coffee shop and expect to have a conversation? Yep, they interrupted her beautiful song. They did. Now, if you go to a coffee shop, right, you go for music. Like, nobody, nobody goes to see somebody perform, right? Yeah, you go to have that in the background. A it's ambiance. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, like... If you go to a coffee shop and someone is performing, it's kind of expected that you that you talk during it, right? Yeah, because you go with a group of friends, you grab a cup of coffee and talk about your lives and be like, oh, this music's really good, or oh, mm-hmm. God, yikes, you know? So Phoebe was wrong to, to put them on blast because she stops her performance. She does. It was so out of her character, I thought. Do you think? Oh, no. Well, you'll see it later on. Phoebe's a bit of a badass. Is she? Phoebe doesn't, like, suffer fools lightly. Doesn't like, she's like nice... Life. She doesn't suffer fools. Suffer fools? I've never heard that expression. Oh, it's a very, very famous, popular expression. In Scotland? No, just everywhere. Oh, okay. So yeah, she like legit stops her song, much to the relief, I'm sure, of her friends who are sick of hearing about her mom's tragic suicide, and and, and yell at these guys for having a conversation. Uh, she asks them what they're so, what's so damn important, mm-hmm. and one of the gentlemen uh, stands up and in a bumbling and stuttering manner that would have put Ross to shame kind of <laughs> reveals <laughs> oh yeah that'd be nice to him uh, kind of reveals that he, he finds Phoebe very very attractive I think he used the words most beautiful woman he's ever seen right yeah and like Ross should really take notes from this because it is bumbling and it is stumbling but it's also kind of nice he's a bit of a charmer it's this sweet. guy yeah yeah and it clearly works because Phoebe immediately takes a break and, and goes over and chats with them indeed so that's all nice. Meanwhile, you pointed out something uh, during this scene as well for the other group. Uh, Rachel's work outfit is oh entirely un- inappropriate for the workplace. It's so inappropriate. At first, I thought it was just her shoulders that were exposed. But it's clear that it might be cold in there. And also, you you can see all the way down to the beginnings of you know her armpit. It yeah, that's it. She's wearing... inappropriate. She's wearing like a... I don't know how, how to describe it, but, like, her shoulders are on display. It's like one of those tops where, like, it doesn't cover the top of the shoulders. It's meant to kind of hang down and go across. Yeah. Which is, is fair enough. You know, we all like a bit of shoulder. But when you can <laughs> I then... I I do. But when you can see the armpit, I feel like it's gone a little too far. It, yeah, it was just a little provocative. I mean, constantly she's going to be, like, bending over, over pouring coffee, like, refilling cups. And it's just like, ooh, asking for it. I don't know. Well, you got to earn them tips, Elizabeth. I guess. She's not the best waitress. Maybe she's relying on her shoulder display to I help think, her out. I think she's surviving almost entirely from, from tips from Ross. <laughs> Do you think that they drink for free there? No way. No, no. chance. 
This was back in 1990 when, you know, a cup of coffee will cost you a dollar. 94? 94, yeah. In the 1990s. Mm. Also, you know, a lot going on in this scene as well. They're all, the gang are also talking about their plans for New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about Chandler is a little bit miffed because he's concerned that he's not going to have anyone to, to kiss when the ball drops. Poor Chan Chan. Is that a thing? Like, should you have someone to kiss when the ball drops for the New Year's? Is that, well, what is, do you is mean, that... should you? Well, it seems like everyone's kind of obsessed with, oh, you know what? We're not going to do it this year. Let's not have someone to kiss. Like, I get, like, if you're in a couple at New Year at midnight, you're, you're going to want to kiss your partner. But, like, if you're not, should you still be like, oh, I need to find someone to kiss? Not need to, but I think it's kind of a, a fun thing because... You know, if you go to a party and there's lots of people there and your crush is there, you're hoping that maybe your crush will use that moment to kiss you and they like you too and, you know, whatever. I think they made it seem like a bigger deal than it was. It's not like they're 15 at a party, you know? Yeah, so kind of the overarching storyline that affects all of them is they basically make a make a pact. They make a deal. Pact is a very American word. They make like a... Is it? Yeah. Like, I don't think we make pacts in Scotland. What do you make? Just, I'll, I'll make you a deal. A deal? Yeah. Or like, well, it's, it's like a bet without money, basically, right? It's like an agreement. It's a gentleman's agreement. Just for gentlemen? Well, you you know, back in the day, it would have been a gentleman's agreement. So they make a deal anyway that no one's going to kiss anyone. Uh, this is all fine because nobody seems to be dating anyone. Paolo's still away in Italy. So it, it seems like it's going to be fine for everybody. Um, so yeah, that kind of opens us up into the episode. Phoebe's got herself a new man. And everyone else is not going to kiss anyone at, at, at New Year. Do you think it was interesting that we've we've jumped from straight from a Thanksgiving episode to a New Year's episode? Yeah, it was it was weird. It's a bit of a jump, eh? Yeah, I thought they needed at least one in between that just kind of focused on whatever was going on, you know, some good comedy, but no, it was strange. Yeah. Like they skipped Christmas. They skipped Christmas. Or Hanukkah or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean there was no, you know, frantic last minute Christmas shopping or mm-hmm. I don't know. They could have done something with it, that. It seemed like a cop out. It's gotta be pretty easy to write a, a Christmas-themed sitcom episode. And I'd be surprised, too, because usually there's a lot of viewership. A lot of people have the time off from work and from school that are watching. And, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's interesting. So as we progress in the episode, um, it seems that the Grang are not too keen on keeping that packed. And they all seem to start trying to pair off and find somebody to give a little smooch to. Who started it? Who started it? Well, I think it was... Well, Phoebe's got her man now. So we jump forward a little bit in time. Phoebe's been dating this guy for maybe a little while now, or at least a couple of had a couple of weeks? dates with him. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to but if it'd be a couple of weeks then her performance would have been before Christmas. Oh right. Like you've got to assume this is all taking place in between Christmas and New Year. Oh, so they've just been on a few dates? I don't know. It's weird. Come on, structure. friends. Maybe Get they it just together. jump forward in time and miss Christmas, but at any rate, um yeah, she's got her fella, so there's the suggestion that she's gonna have someone to to, to pucker up to when the when the ball drops. Right, so she kind of dr- <laughs> dropped the ball. <laughs> hey, 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 um, And yeah, and then everyone else kind of falls in line. Chandler, crumbling like the spineless worm that he is, asks Janice. Ugh, they're having Janice. a party. I, I, I guess they're having a party. I don't even know if that's established until they actually have a party. But they're having a party. He asks Janice to go. Joey, who has a job as an elf in the mall... Uh, to earn a little bit of extra scratch. He's he's found a single mom who he's going to be smooching away to. Paolo, he's getting an earlier flight back, so that's going to be good. Uh, does Monica ever have someone? 
Oh yeah, Fun Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Monica has Fun Bobby. Yeah, we haven't met Fun Bobby yet, have we? No, this but it's just implied appearance. apparently yeah. that it's her ex. So Fun Bobby's going to be there. So Ross is the only one without anyone to give a, a kiss, a kiss and cuddle to at the bells. And he lets everyone know that. <laughs> well, he's he's struggling. Things aren't going too well with Marcel. Marcel isn't isn't warming to him in the way that he perhaps hoped. So everything seems to be going great with Phoebe and David. Uh, they do eventually get that kiss. They do get that smirk, smooch. Now that they're happily in a relationship, seemingly in dating, I, I can ask you the question, Elizabeth. Would you, David? No. No? No. Do you know who he is? Do you recognize him? No, I don't. It's His name is Hank Azaria. He's actually a very famous actor. He does a lot of voices. He does a lot of voices in The Simpsons. But you also, you probably best know him, and this is probably going to blow your mind, from okay. the movie Birdcage. Where he plays Agador. No, that's Agador? You probably didn't recognize him with shoes on. <laughs> Wait, that handsome stud? Yeah, that's him. Birdcage? Yeah, he nerds it up here. Oh, wow. You blew my mind. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't say anything during the episode. Oh, my gosh. The clumsy old fool there. Because <laughs> he was wearing shoes for like the first time and he keeps tripping mm-hmm. over himself. Good movie. Everyone, everyone turn this off and go watch Birdcage. Wait, don't tell people to turn off. Watch it afterwards. Come back to us. We've only got like 10 minutes left. Don't worry. (laughs) Then you can watch uh, Monkey Trouble and... and Harriet the the Spy. Yeah, all back. There's no reason for them to watch Harriet the Spy. It's a good movie. (laughs) And it came out in the early 90s, I believe. So it's around the same time frame. So knowing what you know now about Hank Azaria, David, is it still a no? I mean, as is, at, at that character, it is a no. Okay. Because I don't think I would be like, okay, well, let's, you know, redress him and give him that accent and put some tanner on him. And right. no. He's nice, though. He's a nice guy. He's a very nice guy. He seems wonderful for Phoebe. He does seem very nice. They seem like a good match. But oh no, there is trouble in paradise because David is him and his research buddy, Max, who he was talking to in the coffee shop that first time. There are, there are a couple of scientists and they've been, I don't know, given a grant or they've been hired to go work on a project. But oh no, the project is in Minsk. I've never heard of a Minsk. Minsk. Well, you'd be forgiven for uh, not knowing where Minsk is, because in this episode they say that Minsk is in Russia, which, as we all know, <laughs> it's not. It's in Belarus. So, what a bunch of idiots. Did you have to look that up? No, I knew that. You knew that Minsk, Minsk is in Belarus. Is in Belarus? Yeah. Belarus. It's the capital of Belarus. Minsk. Darn it! Yeah. <laughs> Belarus is a huge freaking country. Look at the like. Look on a map. You'll be like, God, that's a big space. I'm not even sure if I would know where to look. Right. Begin to look on a map for Belarus. I think it was a part of the old USSR, the old like Soviet Union, but okay. it split. But and it did split. It would have been like 1991 though. So we are talking oh, a good few wow. years before this. So. Okay. Yeah. So shame on you, writers of Friends, for for confusing Minsk for being in Mother Russia. Anyway. So that's kind of the conundrum that this relationship's been put, been put under. They've been offered a job in Minsk. Max is very excited about it. David decides to turn it down because Phoebe... Is in his life. Is in his life. Doesn't yeah. want to break up with Phoebe. Doesn't want to do a long-distance relationship. Can't say I blame him. Those things never work. Never. Never. And... Yeah, so that, that's kind of what we're left with as we go into the final act, which is a good old party at Monica and Rachel's. It looks like fun. There's lots of people there. Lots of people For there. For some reason, I thought it was going to be just them and their dates, but mm-hmm. no, there was a bunch of friend, <laughs> friends. <laughs> Acquaintances. Acquaintances there, hanging out. 
Do you want another fun little fact, fun little slice of knowledge? Is it something about the birdcage? No, it isn't. So this, right. the, the scene opens. Did you notice the song that was playing in the background when we first arrived at the party? I did not. It was Shiny Happy People by R.E.M., which, as a fun fact, was the was uh, the theme song to the pilot episode of Friends. Oh. Shiny ha- Do you know the song? I'm not sure I do. Shiny happy people. Laughing. Maybe we should play a clip of it instead of singing it. Everyone amuse yourselves for another minute. Oh yeah, I know this. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, so you know that. Um, do you think that would have uh, made a better theme song to Friends or, or worse? would have been a little slower. They would have had to change their dancing and whatnot. But um... Oh, yeah. But maybe they would have opened the umbrellas on time. Oh, I could only hope. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I think that would be pretty good, too. I do like the, the song from Friends. Yeah, I think it works. I, I think that song would work quite well, Shiny Happy People. But yeah, it, I think it... that just the clips, they would show a little slower mm-hmm. or, you know, they would just change it up a bit. But, yeah, I think... I think that's a good, that could have been a good one. Yeah. If they had left it, I'm sure no one would have been like, well, wait, was the Friends song recorded for the show? Mm, yeah, I don't think so. Oh, no. No, I don't think so. It kind was of, just it a song. It works very perfectly. Yeah, it's hard to imagine anything other than the Rembrandts, but yeah. yeah, I could have been happy. They are just a bunch of shiny, happy people for the most part, so. Totally. And as we, you know, sometimes discuss, they're not always there for each other, you know. No one's there for Phoebe and her dealing with her grief over her mom's suicide. We've discussed this, Michael. All right, moving on. So the big joke about the party is it looks as if everyone but Ross has got someone to kiss at New Year, but then throughout the party, stuff just keeps on going wrong for everybody. Um, Chandler, Joey's single mom hooks up with Max, who had David's partner at the party, so that's a no-go for him. Which is kind of inappropriate because she brings her two young children with her to the party. Well, they're fast asleep. It's it's no problem. And then she just leaves them on a random person's couch while she goes and hooks up with some random well, dude she just met? Yeah, well, that's what? just the way it uh, goes. Monica's date, Fun Bobby, isn't quite so fun this time around because he's had a bereavement in the family, which, again, the friends being terrible people are not sympathetic to one little bit. No, they're too concerned with themselves. <laughs> Seems like his grandfather had just passed away, yeah. and like the a couple hours before, but he mustered all his energy to come out and go to the party. But he just was, you know, crying and yeah. saying to himself, "Not living up to his name." No. But hopefully, we'll see Fun Bobby again at some point down the road. Uh, Rachel gets the shit beaten out of her at the airport. Oh my god, it was really bad. I hope she told the police. Yeah, she like comes in and she looks as if she has been like beaten in a car up. accident. Yeah, or like her hair is messed up. She's got fat lips. She's got a black eye. Her face looks all swollen. Uh, basically, some woman like drags her out of a taxi at the airport because she wants a, a taxi. It's it's rough. Like I feel like they gloss over that. I mean that that could be like a serious serious thing if she just got beaten the hell up. I know. So anyway, uh, but Paolo missed his flight, so he's not there to, for him to kiss. And Chandler shoots himself in the foot because he can't force himself to be civil to Janice for a couple of hours so that he can get a wee kiss at midnight, and he basically sends her packing. Well, he was trying to find someone else to kiss at midnight. Seems like he was flirting it up with everybody. But the thing is, he didn't realize that by inviting her to the party... It meant that they were together. Janice thought they were. No, of course he did. Of course he did. He invited her so he could kiss her. Oh. Yeah. Then why was he... 
trying to kiss everyone else. She, he had already sent her packing by then, I think. Because he just realized something. It's just not worth it. I can't be nice to this person for just half an hour more in order to get a kiss. She's so annoying, though. She's a bit of a pain. So anyway, they all end up with nobody to kiss. Um, and as the ball, the ball drops or as the bells ring, you know, we have the bells in the UK. We don't have, or in Scotland, we don't, we don't have this ball dropping. We don't really understand the significance of that. It's pretty weird. I don't know. It's just a ball sliding down a pole. Kind of. It's just like a lit up ball and it just starts dropping. I think at about, I don't know, 30 seconds, maybe? No, 10 seconds. Is it just 10? We've got, I think it's a little more than that. I thought it would just be 10 seconds because surely it's only there to show you like when to start the countdown. I think people just start counting at 10 because also next to it is lit up with like the number too oh, so is. you're counting with the number. All right. Yeah. And then everyone screams happy new year once it's reached the bottom and the new year lights up and bright lights and it's in Times Square in New York so you know it's really popular and loud and there's confetti everywhere and okay, it's a spectacle. Fair enough. So anyway, the ball counts down. No one's got anyone to kiss. Chandler suggests, well, there's three guys and there's three girls, so why don't we just do that? But Rachel isn't really in the mood because she's got a big puffy lip. Phoebe, oh yeah, Phoebe and David break up. Phoebe and David. You just glossed over I don't know, it's hard. Um, Phoebe and David break up because Phoebe doesn't want to stop him from achieving his dreams. So she's like, you need to leave because I can't start the new year with you if I'm not going to finish it. It's very selfless of her. Yeah, very sweet. Very nice. I feel sorry for her. Um, so she's upset she's in no mood to kiss so then Monica's like oh great so I have to kiss all three people and Joey's like well you can't kiss Ross because he's your brother but as we already know they wouldn't have any problem with that no she didn't think of it they probably you know they probably would have put on like a like an act being like oh god I can't believe it we have to kiss this is so gross and then they just lean right into it but then they have to be pulled apart yeah. after four minutes <laughs> like wait it's it's my turn next <laughs> uh yeah so anyway that doesn't happen so chandler is like oh i just want to kiss someone give me a kiss someone give me a kiss and the big button that ends the episode elizabeth what, what happens joey kisses chandler which I can only imagine in 1994 american sitcoms a man kissing another man is like the height of comedy. How ludicrous, how preposterous. That would never happen. Yet the laugh track was going crazy. Yeah, they loved it. They have a real um, Ross and Rachel relationship, oh those two. Will they, won't they? So that kind of ends the episode. And then um, during the credits, we have Ross kind of sitting, talking to Rachel about how Marcel's been ignoring him. And he's like, it must be so, it's so hard to, you know, love someone and know that they don't love you back. And Rachel was basically just ignoring him because she has a cracked tooth. But there's double meaning behind it. There sure is. Because he loves Marcel and he loves Rachel. And neither of them give a tuppany fuck about him. Nope. Oh, tuppany fucks. Poor Ross. Poor, poor Ross. He wasn't that bad this this episode. I thought he was okay. No, he's all right. He was less annoying than normal. Chandler was getting on my nerves a little bit, being like, I need to kiss somebody. Why? You're with your friends. You're having a good mm-hmm. time. Why? Yeah, right. Like, what does it matter? Like, if you just find some random drunk girl to kiss you, I mean, how is that better than just, like, not? Like, if you have to, like, put that much effort into it to make it happen, surely it just doesn't really count at that point. Right. I would just kiss Marcel. Oh. He'd probably smack me in the face, though. Do you like the addition of an adorable, cute animal into your sitcom? Mm, Kind of. Again, with the whole animals. I thought that'd be right up your street. No, I love animals, and I love anything that's small and fluffy, but I just... I just always wonder how well they're being taken care of, and that overpowers any 
adoration I have for them. Oh, okay. Fair like if it was a cat or a dog, I'd be like, all right, all right, maybe. But this is a this is a wild animal that probably deserves to be back in the jungle where it belongs. Well, we don't like to do spoilers. <gasps> Don't say a spoiler. I'm not going to say a spoiler, but I'm going to say this is not... No! Marcel is not the last unusual pet that we will see introduced oh God, into the Ross, Friends universe. what are you going to do? Oh, you jump right to him. No, no, no. You, you just, you I just can, wait. I can see Phoebe having like a unicorn or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we shall see. That's, that's something that we won't get to until a good few seasons down the line. Cannot wait. Yep. All right, so... That was our New Year's episode, I suppose. This is the last episode of 1994. The next episode isn't going to be out until January 5th, 1995. So do you think this uh, that brought the, the year to an end in style? Did you enjoy the one with the monkey? I did, actually. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. This was and... another one that you didn't really seem to remember very well. No, I don't know what's going on. Well, you seem to forget that you usually are pretty damn drunk when you watch these, so it's probably <laughs> just gone or, out of your mind. Or tired. <laughs> yeah but after a long day tired is in air quotes there folks you probably just couldn't tell yes you're very very tired all right michael wrap her up okay so our next episode it will be the first episode of 1995 episode 11 of season one it is the one with mrs bing which um for the life of me i i, I can't think what that one's about Mrs. Bing. Yeah. I don't remember. I have no idea. Yeah. I guess someone pretends to be Chandler's wife, maybe, but... Oh, is I, that his last name? Chandler Bing. Bing? Bing! <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. You didn't know that? Uh, I probably did, but I don't really pay too much Quickly, attention. Quickly, do you know everyone's full names? Nope. Ross. Wait, wait, wait. Um, Ross and Monica. Geller. Geller. Yep. Phoebe. Buffet. Yes, good. Rachel. It's a color. Green? Yep. Joy. Boot... B- no, nope. no. Nope. Oh, this is going to be really offensive. La- nope, nope. Tribbiani. Tribbiani. Let's move on before you upset <laughs> all the Italians. And Chandler Bing. Bing. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't have thought of his, definitely. Okay. Well, yes, that's going to be our next episode. Mrs. That's one to look forward Bing. to. Thank you all very much for listening. And thank you, all, everyone, for your support. We've had... Uh, just over the last week, we've had our Twitter followers basically double Elizabeth, uh, which is fantastic. I'm definitely getting good feedback from the show. Um, if you do follow us on Twitter, at FriendsPod, and you want to drop us a line just to say hi, then uh, feel free to do that. If you do want to help the show in any way, um, the, the best thing that you can do is either, you know, spread the word, tell a friend. Word of mouth is really important. Uh, if you've got friends that enjoy the, the sitcom Friends, or if you've got friends that like podcasts, then please uh, drop us a line. And also leaving us a nice review on iTunes is definitely going to help us reach a bigger audience as well. And um, in an effort to kind of speed things along, and I've not talked to you about this, Elizabeth, but we are going to up our intake. We are going to be putting out two episodes a week from now on. So oh boy. So Sundays and Thursdays. Uh, it's always been hashtag Friends Thursday, uh, but now it's also going to be Friends Sunday. So we're going to be releasing two episodes a week, um, just so that we can get through this and get on with our lives as quickly as possible. But I better get my drink on. Also, yeah, right. And also as a just a, a thank you to everyone for listening. You know, we, we, we thank you for all your support. And here's a little gift. Uh, two episodes a week. Uh, all right. We better leave it there. But uh, Elizabeth, as always, it's been a pleasure. Do you think, uh, are we going to get out of bed today or are we just going to Grandpa Joe it and uh, spend the rest of our time here? Good morning. Look at the sun. See.